Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Welcome to another episode of the Student Spotlight Series, where every Monday I interview my amazing Artist Academy Advanced students to get to know them better give them direct advice on their art business, and so I can get feedback on how to be a better teacher. (laughs) This week, I'm interviewing Habak Ibrahim, and there's several parts of this interview that are really interesting, but one stood out to me above all the rest, and I want to get that out there first and foremost. It's when Habak wanted to learn calligraphy not too long ago, and so she reached out to an artist in her city and asked to job shadow him. She was like, I'll carry your paint, I'll do whatever you need, (laughs) just teach me. And the artist is now taking her under his wing to show her the ropes. And I want to emphasize this tactic because I can only do so much for you as a podcast host, as an online art educator. I can show you exactly how I do it. I can give you my contract. I can give you my methods, my everything, and that will help you. But nothing compares to one-on-one training. And if you're thinking about reaching out to someone in your area, I just want to say you have my permission. This is this little bit of a push you might need to just do it. (laughs) And it might make you feel a little bit better because I have never turned down anyone who asked me to job shadow for a day. No one. I welcome it with open arms and I'll often give them work afterwards and actually pay them because I think if, you know, if someone wants to come and learn from me, I'm going to put a brush in your hand and you're going to help me block in. So you're helping me too. And I, for free, in exchange for learning, I guess. But, and then I feel like, hey, I like this person. We get to know each other. And then I want to hire them. And that's how it goes every single time. It is worth your time to go out and make real life connections with real life artists, not just the ones on Instagram. It will benefit you in more ways than you know. 
And with that, let's get to it. So let me know what you think about this student spotlight interview with Habak Ibrahim. So if you could maybe just start out by just kind of telling me a little bit and for people who are listening a little bit of your history in art and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, so my name's Habak and I look 12, but I'm 25. Oh. <laughs> and I, I started painting uh, probably when I was 17. I took an art class uh, as an elective just because I think we all had to take an art class. Um, I, I've always liked art, um, but I'd never had done painting or anything. It was just mostly um, like when I was a kid, I used to make journals out of scrap paper I had for school projects and I used to make comics and I've always just done artistic things for fun. Um, and then my first thing I ever painted was a painting of Superman and it was actually really good. And I was shocked, like the shading was good and everything. And my art teacher was like, wow, this is really good. Except the hands are messed up. <laughs> I still struggle with those. Oh um, yeah. And then I just realized that that was, you know, it was really rewarding for me and people were complimenting me on my work. And one of my friend's moms actually bought a piece for me when I was 17. And I was like, what? I sold it for like 40 bucks because I was like, I don't know what this is worth. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was like my first experience in kind of being an artist. I never, I haven't really called myself an artist until um, this year because I've actually started to try to sell my stuff and put it out there um, as like a career. And so it's just been a long journey of me just being artistic. And then when I was actually just started doing art stuff this year, I'm 25 now. So I've been painting since I was 17, but I just started kind of putting it out there. This yeah. Year. Awesome. So are you, so do you have a full-time job and you're doing art on the art on the side right now? Yeah, I have a full-time job. Um, I really like it. I'm a youth mentor, and I teach art to kids, and then I also do uh, community resources. So anyone, adult or child, comes to me, and they say, um, I need to find a job, I need school, I need housing, or something like that. And then I help them find the right people to talk to. So I really like being a community person, and that's probably the thing I like most about being an artist, too, is just connecting with people. Um, and through Thumbtack, that's where I get a lot of my jobs, I meet really cool people and like I'm friends with this lady who gave me a like a chalk art job on Facebook and she's really cool and once quarantine's over I'm gonna have lunch with her um, and I recently met this 91 year old guy and he's like telling me his life story he just wants a book cover for a book he wrote about how he started his own garage building business which I think is just interesting um, and he talks about like the war and all this other stuff and I feel like I get to learn so much from people so cool <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so what type of art do you do for anybody that's listening? Yeah, so I mostly do painting, um, landscapes, and um, just like cutesy, cartoony stuff. Um, I like to do food a lot. That's probably one of my favorite things to paint. And I've recently gotten into calligraphy. Um, I think I want to make that a goal to get really good at that. Uh, I contacted a local guy who does really cool um, calligraphy work and he does logos and stuff for businesses and he said I could shadow him oh perfect oh my gosh there's just that is like the way to go um I talked to a lot of students here recently and they're like what should I do I'm like is there a local artist near you because if so mm -hmm. just like send them an email and I bet that they'll be like yeah come on and so what how, how did that guy respond was he just like yeah sure he was super nice about it he was like yeah that's awesome I would love to meet you and talk about my work um, let's get a coffee and I'm like yes 
And I said, yes. I wanted to shadow him. I'm like, I'll carry supplies for you. I'll do anything. Just let me learn. Yes, exactly. So for anybody listening, like do that. Just do exactly what you're doing. That is, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So let's see, you wanted to get in more into calligraphy. So you want to do logos too? Yeah. Um, my husband showed me this group that does on Instagram. He's like, you might be interested in this. And they do like these really big, pretty logos in like cool fonts um, for people. Like they're mostly, they're logos for businesses, but they're, they're like big calligraphy pieces and they're big murals. And I think that that's super sick. I want to do something like that. Um, I just got into calligraphy because someone asked me to do it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll try. And she gave me a chance. And I was like, wow, I really love this. And like the first thing I did, I really liked. So um, I'm just going with it because it makes me feel really happy. So awesome. Yeah, it, it was that sign, right? The the one with all the fruit and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That and that lady so cool. has hired me again for something. And she says once, you know, business picks up, she wants to kind of like partner and use me for all her stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Okay. So why did you join the Artist Academy? Um. Well, I started following you on Instagram, I think, a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And I've just always liked your stuff and um, your posts. And I thought, you know, that you were just a cool artist. And I heard about Artist Academy and I'd been putting it out for a while because I was thinking, like, is this something I want to do? Do I actually feel like I can be a full-time artist? And through listening to your podcast and just hearing everyone's stories, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can. I can do that. I can definitely be a full-time artist and you know I love working with kids but I don't think that I want that to be my my career you know I'm more passionate about art and so you know maybe Uh. I can combine the two in some way but yeah I was just through listening to your podcast I was like okay I got the motivation and then I was just like Andrea I want to join please and you're like okay sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) awesome that is just like music to my ears that's exactly what what motivates me on a Monday morning, which is why we do this, listening to the podcast and you now realizing that you can be a full-time artist and you so can, anybody listening can, like it's, because that's like the exact mentality that I had um, seven years ago or so, like I was like, I, I, I can't do this full-time, there's, there's not enough art out there to be done, mm-hmm. there's, I'm not going to make enough money, that's not, it's not going to, I don't know enough people, it's like, there's no way, and then it's like, oh, I guess there there are other people who do this yeah. too and you know Instagram is such a cool way to connect people and even just show like because now I follow a lot of the artists on Instagram too that kind of inspire me to do this and like it's more out there than what it was back then even too okay so what have you learned from the Artist Academy so far what do you what do you like about it I guess um, I like I think the resources are the most important thing to me of you know, like I had to write up a contract for a mural job. I had no idea what I was doing. I felt totally lost. But, you know, there's a video on that. There's a format. Um, there's guides for, like, all the questions that I have, like the whole mural. Like, there's a whole section about just how to do murals in the process. And that helped so much with supplies and things that I didn't even think about. Um, I think that, you know, eventually I would have gained some of that knowledge but it would have taken me so much longer on Mm -hmm. my own and I would have made so much more mistakes and I think that's the real value that's what you pay for like the savings in time and effort and then you really can focus on painting yeah exactly just like just to be able to focus on painting yeah because I remember back in the day too I there were so many jobs that I just I didn't give them a contract and I was like it almost went really bad because of that and I was like okay never again lesson learned (laughs) 
Yeah, because it's like, you know, we do art and that's that's the side I'm interested in. And I do like the business stuff, but there's a lot that uh, is just really hard for someone who hasn't gotten into it. And yeah. you know, especially if you just decided you want to be an artist, like you had never thought about the business side. So I think that's really helpful. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're in it and liking it and it's being helpful. And you're making strides, too. You're really doing it, especially with, with getting that art mentor local to you. Where are you located? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay, awesome. Is there a lot of art around there? Is there a big art Yeah, scene? people in Minneapolis fortunately really like art, and there's lots of art shows and festivals, and there's a lot of murals around. There's plenty of places without murals. I'm hoping I can make some murals. So uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm just hoping to do some murals in, in restaurants for sure. Oh, yeah, food art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay, are you planning on doing any shows or anything or any, like, festivals? Well, not this year, but... Yeah, no, definitely not this year, obviously, because everything is, is shut down. But I haven't done a show or a festival or anything like that. And I definitely want to do one. Um, that's why I'm trying to meet local artists to kind of get their opinions on, you know, what are the the shows that are, I guess, you know, more important and cool. And I don't know, I guess it doesn't really matter what show I get into. I just want the experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, awesome. So where... I guess, where are you at right now? Do you have any questions for me going on to where, like, what, or do you have any suggestions of things that I should put in the group that you want to learn specifically or that you could benefit from? Or, um, I really like this stuff about pitches. I think those are always good. So maybe okay. different types of pitches for different types of people. Um, cause there's, there's some good ones about like, um, you know, like doing the, like mirror art or the, um, the art on the windows window, window art, and yeah. stuff like that. I thought those were really helpful. And I think those of like different situations would be really cool. Okay. Cause that's yeah. the part I have, I have issues with is that, you know, I can, I can do the job, but I have a hard time knowing like what to say to people <laughs> to kind of, you know, get their attention and not, come off too weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah hi um i paint you i paint for you <laughs> yeah i totally get it because <laughs> I've, I've had i've talked to some people and not gotten responses and just wondered i'm like did i do something wrong did i do something weird i don't know no okay yeah so i mean we could just talk about that a little bit right now if you want to do that um so basically for a pitch um no matter what it is, I always try to keep it like as short as possible when I first re reach out to someone. And because basically like if someone, I know that myself included, if I open an email from someone who has a book written to me, who has like five mm -hmm. paragraphs, I'm probably not going to read it <laughs> like at all. And I'll yeah. just be like, okay, who, no. <laughs> and I'll just be like, this is a lot. <laughs> so whenever I reach out to people as well, it's like, hi, my name is this. This is what I want to do. This is how I think it could benefit you. Please let mm -hmm. me know if you want to hear more. And like, that's kind of takes the pressure off of myself too mm -hmm. and to where like okay let me just like see if they're interested first and like maybe then I could like plan my next like big pitch of sorts and be like okay yeah yeah I'm interested and if they don't respond yeah. email them again <laughs> and if they don't respond to that one email them again hi just making sure you got my, my email I know you're super busy um let me know and then again, hi, I know you're super busy. <laughs> just, mm -hmm. just ask it again. Let me know because I'm going to be here until yeah. you, you answer. Um, and then just kind of go at it like that. But, but yeah, really with any kind of pitch uh, in person is better just in general. Like if you, mm -hmm. if you like see a wall, um, 
my first reaction is like, oh, I could probably send them an email. And I'm like, no, like there, there are times where I've like walked past a restaurant and I'm like, I should go in there and pitch my idea. And I'll like walk around the block and like come back to it. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> okay, this, here we go. <laughs> and you just walk in and you're like, hi, can I get the manager? And they're immediately will like be like, why? And I'm like, no, no, it's just like for an, an art project pitch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. So they'll usually go get the manager and like, hi, I have an idea to paint on the outside of your wall. Um, would you like to hear some options? Like, I think it's a really great space, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. And like, and they're always like really eerie. And, but mostly they won't tell you no right then. They'll be like, okay, I'll hear you out. Let me see. And then you can mm-hmm. kind of continue like that. But that's kind of what I usually tell people is just like, keep it really brief. See if there's interest at all without talking your, without giving your whole spiel and then yeah. kind of going from there. Do you bring anything with you or do you just go as by yourself? I usually just go by myself. And this was more when I was first starting out, I would do this quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're going to get turned down for sure. <laughs> like just expect it. Yeah. And there's one, actually that restaurant that I was talking about, I was like, I approached them and they were like, okay, yeah, sure, maybe. And then I emailed them and then a person got fired, I think. And then, so we didn't talk for six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm emailing them again and we have still not landed on an idea on that particular one. (laughs) So some, it's just, it's so frustrating because you're like, I have an awesome idea and it's going to be a photo op art and people are going to pose with it, with your thing. They're going to tag you on social media and you don't even know how great this is going to be. But that's the kind of the mentality that I take going towards them. I'm like, it's awesome. Just trust me. You already think of ideas then before you walk in and you tell them like, I want to do this and this. Sometimes, like with them, I I had a couple ideas already just because uh, it was the, the beginning of the 417 Street Art Project, and mm-hmm. I had a couple ideas for places around town, and so I've pitched, I'd say, probably three different ideas to them, and they've turned mm-hmm. them all down, <laughs> but that's okay, because when I keep walking past there, it's like downtown, and like every time I see it, I think, ah, like one day I'm going to have my art there, because it's such a perfect spot and but they just they one problem is that they have three owners they said so all Um, the three owners have different ideas yeah and one (laughs) loves that one loves one one loves the other i'm like okay can we merge the two no that's not really possible but like yeah i don't know so it's just a process oh i forgot i just got a, a restaurant mural job actually oh doing um yeah there's an indian restaurant opening up somewhere close to kind of close to my house and um yeah, they wanted me to do this mural in the shape of India, but with elements of things of Indian culture. I can show you like a, I have a sketch here. It's only halfway done. Oh, fun. So it has like, you know, elephants and other Indian stuff. So I'm super excited about that. I totally forgot. I was saying I want to do a restaurant mural. I'm like, wait, I just got, I just got that. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be really cool. And I'm trying to figure out how now, now how to film that stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you, so you have your phone, right? Obviously we're recording mm-hmm. on your phone. And a tripod. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I do is just, a, yeah, set it up on a tripod and I always shoot in, um, vertical. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And because most of the stuff, Instagram, TikTok, and all that, it's mostly vertical. Yeah. Nowadays, and, and Facebook can take vertical. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just set it up and do a time lapse, which is actually really great because it keeps me off my phone <laughs> and yeah. not texting or not like, you know, sidetracked and like really focused. But the other thing is, I can't listen to a podcast or something. Yeah if my phone is recording. So I actually got an iPad and that's mostly what I use is my iPad. So if you have another, or I even thought about at one point getting even another phone, <laughs> just like a burner, yeah. a burner phone for like 50 bucks, like the, the iPhone seven or whatever they are up mm-hmm. to now, like s- several generations ago, I actually looked on Craigslist at one point before I got my iPad to try to look for one just so I could listen to, I to, podcast while I paint and record at the same time <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to get an iPad once I I have another mirror I'm doing for a little kids room that this is kind of the mock-up oh fun which I think these colors are a little funny but it's it's really what they want <laughs> yeah um but yeah that one will pay for an iPad for me so I'm excited oh my gosh that's so exciting <laughs> it's like yeah all my anything I get from art stuff I just go buy more art things because I'm like you know what else am I gonna buy that's all I like yeah <laughs> I love it yeah you're reinvesting it back into the business yeah and I'm, I'm I mentor kids and I'm also um tell them about the business and they get really excited I'm trying to teach the kids like the mentality of like you can do it too kind of and um we have lots of like pamphlets in the library that I print out of like how to start a business in their geared toward kids so I'm like, everyone, start a business. I don't care who you are, whatever you're interested in. Like, that's just my my mission. I just want everyone to be, you know, independent. Yes, exactly. Yes, not have to, like, go under a boss and, you know, show up at any time. Just kind of, like, get the job done. And that's the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah. this is the best job in the world. <laughs> like, it really, really is. And so I'm so excited that you're just diving headfirst into it. It's so fun to watch you go through, like, doing, about to do your first mural and, like, all of this stuff and just doing your first lettering. And it's so, it's so fun to watch. Yeah, and I think mentality has a lot to do with it because I've realized the times where I feel um, – less open to work and I feel stressed like I can't do it then I get less jobs but as soon as I'm like I can do it I can take on anything you know then they just come flooding in and I'm like that is so weird but I really think you know manifestation is a real thing because I've just seen it happen in my life and I'm like okay it pays to just you know be good and to not freak out about things and just be open to all the opportunities because that's when they come yeah that's so true. And it's so funny how they just kind of fall out of the sky at the right time. You know? <laughs> and even on the opposite of that, too, because actually last year I was so busy and so overwhelmed that I was just kind of telling everything. I was like, this is too much, like un- unintentionally almost because mm-hmm. I was so overwhelmed and had no room for creativity. And there was just I was so over flooded that I was kind of telling it that like hey I don't want any more jobs and then it really slowed down in January and I was like oh okay like wait I need to just change something because to be like okay like let's let's be busy but not crazy busy and that's kind of where I'm at right now and it's a really good space and I think I think you're right like putting it out there is like hey yeah I do want work but I don't want to be overwhelmed but I want this is what I want and like that's what comes and so, yeah. yeah, I want to ask you about how you transitioned from 
Well, I guess you worked for yourself before you did this art business too. But before that, when you worked for other people, how did you kind of phase out of that? Yeah. So funny story. I, so I did promos, right? And so I was working for random companies all the time. And so I would go do promos and then I just got enough promo jobs that it actually, it kind of interfered with this job that I had at a bank. And so I would just kind of call in and be like, Hey, I can't work today. I have to go to this promo thing. And they're like, you can't do this. <laughs> like, I'm like, but this is like way more fun and it pays me way more. So and then eventually I called in so many times. They're like, we're firing you. I was like, wait, no, it ended up being the best thing. But I was like crying. I was like, I lost my job. I got fired for the first time. Like, <laughs> and then I just never had a job again like that anyway. <laughs> so Life I was just kind of out of it, I guess. Do what? I said life pushed you out of it. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I remember being like on a road trip on the way down to Arkansas and we like, oh yeah, I, I can't work tomorrow. I got to call in. And they're like, <laughs> but like, to be fair, that job, it was just, it was pointless. Like that, I think that's kind of how I saw it in my, in my mind too. Not that all banks are pointless, <laughs> but like the job that I had, I just had no responsibilities and it was just like I would sit there and greet people and I was like, no, this is, and yeah. so I, my mind automatically being young and just not knowing a whole lot anyway, like just kind of going towards, okay, well there's purpose in this other one and more, more potential. So I just kind of went there and then I, yeah, life was just like, okay, well this is what you're doing. And I yeah. thought about getting another job and I'm like, what if, what if I just like tried to make this work? Because before when I was in a job that, you know, I knew I could go to every day and it would pay me, I was looking for other jobs. And even mm -hmm. though they weren't art jobs at that point, but it's, it still kind of relates like, and so my attention was like half and half. But once yeah. I was cut free of that reliable job at the bank and I had to get other jobs at that point. And so it was like, okay, it's like my mind was free enough to, and then I was booked all summer. I was like, and making more and doing something that I loved way more. And yeah. So that's just, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. That's cool. Yeah. My job just moved, well, I got moved to, well, I chose to go instead of full-time point eight, which means like I work four days a week. So I think this will be nice because that means that three days, if I need to do murals, I'll have those three days to do them. Yeah. And I still am working full-time. I'm just thinking of, you know, how I would transition out of that because, you know, it's like a it's full-time salary job and sometimes you just feel scared to leave. Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's like your, I mean, stability is what most human minds go towards. You know, we like the familiar and mm -hmm. that's just like part of our biology. It's part of what everybody thinks. We, we like the familiar, even if the new thing is better and all of those. Um, yeah, yeah, I, would just... I think staying in, in this will kind, kind of holds people back, you know, because you rely on that. But I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how um, if you, you know, when you work a full-time job, you might think that that's the stable, like less risky option, but then they talk about, you know, what you give up by not, you know, pursuing that career that you really want um, and that you don't know the cost of what you didn't do. So, you know, I was thinking about that and I'm like, yeah, because even if you, if you fail, you know, it's like, that's inevitable anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a, and there's almost a fine balance too of like knowing when is good because art is such a strange career path too because I think you have to be in it so long in order to get a 
fan base or get a customer mm-hmm. base and to not enough to where you can do it full time. And then there's like, there's like a point to where like maybe what if you don't have enough? What if, like when mm-hmm. do you know? And I was thinking about that the other day because there are several people who are kind of in that like limbo area of like, okay, I'm getting work, but it's not, it's not like enough to pay every bill, but mm-hmm. it's getting there. And so like when when do you know? when to to leave and I think when to know is when you have no free time is when the the tipping point is like when like you're coming home and working on other things and and you have no free time and I think that's that's kind of like the tipping point of like okay let's actually try this but like whenever I tell people that though and like don't do it in January February or March because those are just like all around for everybody the downtimes but if it's any other month then okay yeah let's let's try that out <laughs> yeah and i feel like it will probably take you know a while it's it's like a long game i think that's what you say on the, on the yeah. podcast um it's gonna take a while you know like i'm aware, I'm aware it might take years and that's that's okay because during the process you know i'll still be having fun and doing art so yeah so fun yeah it's just it's so much fun anyway so it's like it's part work but just part like let's see if I can do this and let's just have fun with it do you have any criticism for me of how I can be a better teacher maybe something I know you mentioned that you want to get more pitches and we we can and maybe we could do like a group pitch like hey guys everybody go and pitch yourself to something because everybody has something that they want to do they're just Mm -hmm. kind of putting it on the back burner so maybe we could do something like one week to where everybody has to go pitch themselves to like something that they want to do that they're maybe a little scared to do or something like that I think something that would be helpful is you know maybe have like a specific time or like um that we can all talk like it doesn't have to necessarily be like video chat but like that we can come to you with our questions of like every Tuesday like hey you know, do you got like two or three questions that you guys might have about Artist Academy? And then that will, you know, give you stuff that we might need later on to work on. A group Q&A, like a weekly Q&A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. That Q&A is now every Monday. <laughs> okay. We'll start it this Monday. I'll just, I'll let everybody know. <laughs> okay. Because I'm sure a lot of people have questions and then sometimes I just forget. But if I'm prompted, like I'll often remember like, oh yeah, I had this, this, and this question. Okay. I like it. Let's do it. It's now a thing. Monday Q&A. Yay. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Um, that's about all I have for today. Thank you so much for coming on here and starting our Monday mornings off talking yeah, about nice art. Finally meet you. Yes, you too. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I will see you in the group later today, I'm sure. And we'll, we'll put that Monday Q&A and I'll tag you because you, you're the reason it's up there. And so, yeah, I love this. Every single time I get on with, with one of you guys, it's like you always give something that sticks for the rest of the time. And it's like something to where it's like, hey, we should do learn more about this or we should do it this way. Like now, like now we're doing our monthly planning. And mm-hmm. like every month, it's because of Lindsay said <laughs> to do like, hey, oh, I need to plan my month. And I'm like, done. So now we have weekly Q&As. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, again, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Thank you again. It was so nice to meet you. Bye. See ya. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. 
with weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.